Welcome to Cool Breeze Over the Mountains, a podcast where we chronologically step through and discuss each film starring Keanu Reeves. My name is Andrew Gormley, and I am one of your hosts. There is but a single episode where I haven't been joined by both of my delightful <laughs> co-hosts. <laughs> it's getting harder to formulate new ways to oh, say the same God. thing, but God damn it, I'm going to try. Oh, man. The woman is really very brilliant, and she can hold her liquor. Whitney Nelson. Mm. That's true. Hello. <laughs> and he is one of many people who considers rap to be poetry. Evan Wells. Mm, absolutely. Well, there there, there, I, I do. <laughs> so That line, to me, stuck out like a sore thumb, truly. Sometimes the, the thoughts of the writer come through very clearly and that for me seemed to be that moment in the movie so mm. we'll get there we'll get there oh yeah we will oh my goodness we've we've crossed the matrix threshold we're now back down into to to reality a more grounded oh, yeah. grounded tale but before sure. before evan takes us into that let's just get this housekeeping out of the way up top mm-hmm as always, coolbreezepod.com is the website. Email is coolbreezepod at gmail.com. Twitter, at coolbreezepod. Tons of amazing people over there. I've been trying to get uh, up my Keanu meme game, and I think I'm, I think I'm doing a, an admirable job. So if you like what we do and you want to support it directly, join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash coolbreezepod, all that good stuff. If you don't want to throw any bucks our way, a review on iTunes is uh, an incredibly helpful way to show your appreci- appreciation for absolutely no money, for free, just your time. And I know that time equals money sometimes, but hey, you know, just, <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Yeah, do What's it. it going to be, like oh. six cents of worth yeah, of time? don't ask questions. No, just do it. Don't do that. <laughs> so give, give, give it a review. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, F, what are we here talking about today? Oh boy, Andrew, let me tell you, today (laughs) we are talking about the film Something's Gotta Give, and the plot synopsis from IMDb is as such. A swinger on the cusp of being a senior citizen with a taste for young women falls in love with an accomplished woman closer to his age. Mm Mm-hmm. Swinger? And we're gonna... Okay. A lech, maybe. Uh, I don't know what the word is. Swinger doesn't feel right, right, but... Title. Yeah, but that's, hey, I didn't write it. Yeah, you're right. Um, It was written and directed by Nancy Myers, uh, who's also known for The Parent Trap, What Women Want, The Holiday, and many more. Mm Mm-hmm. Co-starring alongside our hero, Keanu Reeves, in this film is Jack Nicholson, Diane Keaton, Francis McDormand, Amanda Peet, and John Favreau mm-hmm. in a role very similar to some of his more recent roles. <laughs> yes. Uh, I would love it. Absolutely love it. If you could tell us what the critics and audiences thought of this movie. Oh, would you, Evan? Mm, love it. I would be delighted. Yes. Hang on one sec. She will be delighted. I will be delighted. I'm not delighted yet. 
Stand would, by. She future perfect tense. She yes. would will have been <laughs> delighted. Stand by for delight. <laughs> um, okay, so we have a seventy-two percent critical score on Rotten Tomatoes and a sixty-nine percent audience score. Nice, mm. nice, <laughs> nice. Um, so we have a critic quote from David Anson of Newsweek, who says the movie, which ricochets between farce and poignancy, casts just enough romantic piss romantic pixie dust to leave you smiling. It's certainly not the last word on the subject, but it's an amiable start. Oh, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Huh. And then we have a user quote from Toby H on Rotten Tomatoes, who gave it three out of five stars and says, something's got to give is a simple platform for Nicholson and Keaton to strut their stuff. It will fall into the cliche category of charming chick flick with a familiar narrative, but it's something to give a go. OK, OK, Toby. Not bad. Okay. Not okay. bad. Mm -hmm. All right. Now. Did, yeah. Did this movie work for us? We we did we we have not discussed this movie at all. No. Uh so I think it initially did. Like I was I was like this is a fun movie. And then it got like really slow. Like really slow. Uh there was probably like 30 minutes that could have come out of this movie. Especially like not to jump ahead, but the scene of her like crying? No, Evan, nope. you take it back. Yep. You're wrong. You're wrong, Evan. <laughs> okay, take, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Take out seventy five percent of that scene. <laughs> oh, kill it! Like I very literally muted the movie for most of that. Okay, I couldn't. I couldn't handle that. Uh anyway. So pacing, right? And then, eh. and then the plot's fine. You see right through it, but it's fine. Um, it shouts in your face in the first 10 seconds what's going to happen. I guess there's development. No. Yeah. <laughs> Diane Keaton has some development. Yeah. But everybody else is kind of, I guess Nicholson changes, but. At the end of Not it all, really. he doesn't. He's like the same per like the big moment where he could have been a different person and changed and come around. He just doesn't. So whatever. No development. Uh, original, maybe. No. Or no. And then uh, technically speaking, it was shot the way. I don't know. It was a standard movie. I talked about editing like they could have cut a lot out of this. Mm -hmm. The score, I did appreciate, like, the French jazz. It's like, that was nice. But that was more to go in line with the plot and less to be a score, if that makes sense. Uh, and Keanu, I thought Keanu was great as a doctor. Yeah. But eh, we, we kind of, he, he kind of went backwards again in the romance realm. Mm. Some bad, some bad kissing. <laughs> um <laughs> There was definitely some bad kissing. Oh, uh, yeah. But otherwise, like, I thought he nailed being a doctor. He, he, I thought he was good at that role. And, yeah, that's, that's, that's where I'm at. All right. That told people very little 
about this mm. movie. Um, <laughs> well, I don't want to give away the plot, you know. <laughs> so I, I mean, we've already talked about this. I like Nancy Myers. I think yeah. her take on love is charming but realistic like everyone has foibles and the things that get in the way are like boring real life things and not some dramatic like huge you know plane crash or or whatever that happens in some rom-coms where it's like a big dramatic thing it's always a little bit quieter and a little bit more realistic um i think that diane keaton is a damn gem Mm -hmm. and i think that this movie specifically this movie highlights her strengths as an actress in ways that a lot of other her earlier stuff did not. Like, I feel like she was way more n- neurotic and like um, nervous or something and like Annie Hall and it fits for Annie Hall. Mm-hmm. But her earlier stuff, I feel like, didn't cater to her strengths as an actress, whereas this, I feel very much caters exactly to her strengths. I don't love Jack Nicholson. I just, I mean, like, I get it, but, like, I also don't get it. And mm. I've never really gotten it. Um, you know, like, when you talk about, like, Jeff Goldblum and people who like Jeff Goldblum, I get it. But Jack Nicholson, I never really got. And I, I don't get him very much in this movie, and I think he's actually the thing that brings it down for me and, and slows the pace anywhere, uh-huh. is because, like, I thought Keanu was convincing everywhere but the kissing. I thought Diane yeah. Keaton rocked it. I thought yeah. Amanda Peet was great. Like, I mm-hmm. felt like everyone did a very good job and sold it very well and was very in the moment, and it and it, it works on all level, levels for me, except for anyone wanting to date Jack Nicholson. Hmm. wait so i have to ask like who did you have a thought of who would have done it better no i didn't even think about that part okay i mean it's tough um yeah and i just i don't know part of this is the last time i watched this i was probably 20 and seeing it again now i feel very differently about it because i am far less willing to put up with people's bullshit in order to date them. And so the last time I watched it, I was like more in the romantic story. And this time I was more like, girl, you got a lot going on. None of you need this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially when he was so stoically unwilling to talk about his feelings. I was like, just forget about it. I love the crying scene. I think the crying (laughs) scene is one of the best parts of the movie because... As someone who for years and years and years was like stoic and kept it all together and then allowed themselves to be emotional. it was It's exactly that way for me sometimes now where I'm just emotional all over the place. And I feel like it was very true to life that like one little chink in the armor and she's crying for, you know, six weeks straight. Yeah. Um, you know, Nancy Myers is known for her like set, like her locations. Um, her the homes that she chooses and the the ways that she shoots and obviously this is all in the Hamptons and it's beautiful and this house is incredible and it all looks great. I love the color palettes of Nancy Myers films where they're all very yeah. sort of like bright and neutrals and and um, I just think that there's a very sort of romantic fairy tale sort of a, a vibe to the way that she shoots with the colors and the brightness and the whatever um so i love that part of it i did also really like the french jazz i i just think that i didn't buy anything that jack nicholson was selling as an actor or 
you know, like the person in the role. I felt like everyone else was believable and doing excellent work. And I just couldn't see why anyone would be interested in dating him uh, Mm. at all. Even when he was supposed to be charming, I didn't feel like he was charming enough to, to make it work. So, um, so that, that slowed it down a lot for me from the first time I watched it till now. Uh, Mm. the biggest change was me just being like, why is anyone even talking to him? Who's giving this guy the time of day? (laughs) Yeah. I'm so bored of him. He's yeah. rich. That's mostly that's yeah. nine. Yeah, but they didn't even that's... but they didn't even play up the rich thing. That's there true. was not enough like sports cars and caviar and champagne and like this is why all these young girls are going out with him is because he buys them stuff. Mm, like that's right. fine if that's the case. If if you're saying like that's what his social currency is is actual currency and that's why yeah. he's dating all of these young women. That's fine, but I feel like you need to make a bigger point of that. Because, like, Amanda P. was not in it for the money. Hmm. Yeah, she seemed to be in for the personality. Yeah. He, he, he does wear a mean set of Wayfarers, though. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's not... That has never convinced anyone that I've ever known to date anyone else, so... Hmm. Just one set of Wayfarers is not enough. Right. Two sets of Wayfarers, though. No, I'm just now you're talking. <laughs> <sighs> Andrew? I was actually surprised at how much I enjoyed this movie overall. I, at about um, 30 minutes in, I, I mean, earlier, give or take, uh, I was like, yeah, I thought I saw this. I never saw this. I, 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 I have seen the Keanu scenes in this film, probably (laughs) in some internet meme form, you know, but I have never seen this movie. So this was my first time watching this, despite the fact that I was pretty convinced that I had seen it. I have not. There was like a string of movies around this time that kind of had, it could have been another Nancy Myers movie for all I know. I, I have no idea, but I never saw this. That said, I really enjoyed it. I thought, it was a lot of fun. And there mm-hmm. were some truly laugh out loud moments in this movie for me. Yes. The crying scene in particular, Evan. Yep. Oh, I kept laughing harder, which is such a weird and fun line for a director and a writer to walk, where the only reason I was laughing was because I was like sympathetic, you know? Like, yeah. You don't want to laugh at someone crying, but this was specifically designed for that reaction. And it was great. It really, really worked on me. Yeah, me too. And I get like Jack Nicholson for me is, I think he is great, but I also think that he's mostly just being Jack Nicholson in his roles, right? Mm -hmm. That's, it's not... You'll have like the Joker, maybe, and his role in The Shining, and and then everything else is basically Jack Nicholson. <laughs> so okay, yeah. fine. And if you dig that, great. I happen to dig that. Cool. I was actually blown away by Diane Keaton in this. I mm-hmm. never, for whatever reason, considered her to be like a comedic, like have a comedic. Oh my god, she's so funny. Yeah, she was like. 
just her face, just the faces she made in this film were funny. Mm -hmm. and, uh, everything mm -hmm. about it, I was like, this is great. Mm -hmm. And you, you both mentioned Keanu, and I think he fit this really, really well. It was, I liked the... Uh, the kind of bravado his character had, like you know, yeah. very, mm -hmm. very confident in his in his uh, advances, and it was it was delightful to see mm -hmm. uh, Amanda Pete, obviously. But we got to talk about Francis McDormand, who is the best in everything. Always, I mean, Francis McDormand <laughs> is always the best in everything. If it's... Francis McDormand is in something, she's the best in it. Yeah, yep. This is not an exception. She no. was. Every time she, she was, was in she as well. She had maybe a minute and 20 seconds total of screen time in this yes. movie. And she made every second of that count. Yeah. It was yep. really, really, it was really something to behold. Yeah. Again, her, her facial expressions, just the couple of lines she delivers. Really great. Yeah. Um, plot wise, I thought I'm, I'm kind of in line with what the, the critics and the reviewer that we had said, where it was like, it walked just a fine enough line. Where it was like, it was almost, there was a point, it was like almost too serious, but never quite getting there. And then almost too corny, but never quite getting there. So it straddled mm -hmm. that line really, really well for me. And I, I again, I don't watch a lot of romantic comedy movies, so I, I don't have like a basis. But from what I understand, generally, they generally just tend to be more corny, right? Like not, or less realistic, I guess. Yeah. Character development was fine. Um, just just Diane Keaton's character specifically. Everyone so else good. was, yeah, you know, th yeah. it's her story, and she she crushed it. Yeah, she did. And I I specifically also just want to mention how it's one of those things that like when I went to go see Wonder Woman, I'd never seen women on screen quite that way before. And so it made me emotional. I feel the same way with Diane Keaton in this movie because I feel like she's shown so much of, she's showing so much of herself, but also the fact that it's a movie that's written like for the main lead woman to have two ostensibly good choices between yeah. men and to have like the younger, 30 year younger man going after her, but to also have Jack Nicholson going after her. And I don't necessarily think Jack Nicholson is a great option, but I think that like <laughs> this strong independent woman having people like her for those reasons was, is, is a refreshing, refreshing thing to see on screen. I enjoy that. Yeah. And speaking of, I love the conceit that I, I, I feel like there's always like, when you have these situations where it's like a love triangle, right? There's, um, I don't know. It could be like, I don't know, which it was very clear, like to me that Keanu was the choice, <laughs> right? I, mm -hmm. He uh, accomplished in his own right. Yep. In, in very uh, independent, uh, strong, uh, strong willed, all that good stuff. Obviously, like adores her, worships her mm -hmm. to a degree. So the turn at the end was like, there was like, I, I did like groan a little bit. I was like, like what Ev said, they telegraph what is going to happen from minute, like, like five minutes into this movie. You're like, 
okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, but I, I didn't want that to happen. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, right. Yeah. I didn't want to, uh, you idiot. Like, I didn't want to go that far, but I was like, it's so obvious. <laughs> it's so obvious. <laughs> the only other thing I'll say, the technical work was, was just great. I, I mean, not, mm-hmm. you know, just, it was like, it was very good, very, you know, cinematography, all that good stuff. I will say that this movie opens with a song. And it is crazy to me how squarely you can be thrust back in time by a song. Oh, like, yeah. I was like, whoa, bold <laughs> choice. It was a bold very bold choice. choice. And it was it's a the... big song, though. <laughs> At the time. Of course, if you haven't watched it or whatever, it's, uh, I believe the song is called Butterfly. Butterfly. Uh-huh. By Crazy Town? Crazy is that... Town. Okay. Yep. So, um, you've heard, the... I, I guarantee that you have heard this song somewhere, probably almost 20 years ago, though. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I don't know what it is about certain songs that is just, it like squarely puts that in a time and a place, you know. Yep. It's not every song from like you could put a song from like two thousand six or seven in a movie and be like, oh, that's got a cool vibe. I wonder when that was made. No, <laughs> butterfly is like a tooth early aughts song. <laughs> that's yes. where it belongs. Yep, I like the little mm-hmm. bits of dialogue that were seemingly crafted by like a writer. There was this one line that Diane Keaton has. Where she, it's the scene with the pajama party that they're having, mm-hmm. and I I don't know I don't know what the context was exactly, but she literally says, "Was one of us just saying something interesting?" Like yes. that's the question. She I asked. love that line. And I was like, I love that, that, is line. So, "That is so good," but like very on the nose. I I loved it though. It worked really well for me. So mm-hmm. yeah, overall, I thought this movie was was delightful. Yeah, it's a good one. It's not as good as I remember it being just because I'm like not willing to put up with Jack Nicholson's like I won't talk about my emotions nonsense. Right. But other than that, it still holds up in every other way. It's still pretty. Diane Keaton still is a goddess in this movie. She's incredible. It's yeah. great. Yeah. That yeah, this this movie hinges like I don't think there's a question of whether you will like Diane Keaton in this film. Like, no, it seems to be a given. the The real thing is what your feelings about Jack Nicholson are. If you like, like what Whitney's saying, like if you're like, eh, meh, then he has to hold up the kind of other half or the other third, whatever you want to say, of this movie, and that will that'll be what determines your level of enjoyment. Certainly, because mm-hmm. Keanu is really good. And Diane is amazing, so <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Oh, that's a. I love that. That's a very. I, I never know what way we're going to go with these things if we don't talk about them. We don't give our thoughts a little bit, little hints here and there beforehand. So, if I was betting, I, I don't know. I, I I feel like Ev, you should have liked this more. It's probably your number one film, though, right? I'm guessing. Mm, <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that unless we have any other thoughts, I think this brings us to <laughs> something real special. Do you have any other thoughts? What, what is it? What's special? It is. <laughs> I 
it's an interstellar favorite. It's yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else that's you could describe it. That's what makes it special. Mm. So let's just let's just go there. Let, let Keanu take us away. Pop quiz, asshole. There was a time when I had the need to learn from you. Oh, what the hell do you know? Lose? I don't lose. I win. Got a lot to learn about sportsmanship. Oh, my pop quiz assholes are very unquizzed show where the host, in this case, me, me, ask the contestants each three questions worth a point. If one of them gets it wrong, the other has a chance to steal. The host may also add bonus questions at the end worth a point value of their choosing. There are bonus questions, three of mm. them. One is what? a complete Whoa. softball worth two points. Rad. I can't I can't put it any more straight and narrow over the plate for you, but it is first to answer. So there Whitney, is that. let me have it. <laughs> <laughs> the current scores are as follows. Whitney has 80 points. God. Evan has <sighs> 47 points, and I have 52. Obviously, my points will not be going up today, but let's hope for uh, a spirited game between Whitney and Ev. Uh, let's see. Whitney was the host last time. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you are up first. All right. <sighs> it's been a bit. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is actually not the first film where Jack and Diane played the leading roles together. That honor goes to which film? Ooh. Is it Terms of Endearment, Reds, or Crimes of the Heart? Reds? That is correct. You did it. Do you really know what you know the cast of Terms of Endearment and Crimes of the Heart? I know the cast of Terms of Endearment. I don't of Crimes of the Heart. Perfect. All right. I literally, I literally thought Whitney was like having you clarify that you said the word Reds. But it was her. <laughs> no. Yeah, that, that was my answer. <laughs> there was a like question inflection in your voice. Like, did you say Reds? <laughs> you got it right. <laughs> It was great. Either way, she got the point. I, I, we're yeah, not exactly. We, there's no no take backs. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Evan. This is an observation question. Are you ready? Uh oh, I'm bad at that. Harry's screen name in the movie contains Jack Nicholson's real life birth year. What was it? There is no multiple choice. Thirty-seven. Unbelievable! Wow. They're too easy. I made them too easy. I gotta ramp up remember, the difficulty. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that and being like, why the hell is it 37? So that's interesting. Yeah. AOL Instant Messenger makes a cameo in this movie. <laughs> I should have thought of that though, because that was like such a go to. If the come my lady, come come my lady didn't <laughs> yeah. put it in a time enough for you, then the AOL. aim messaging does. Even the sound effects too, right? Yeah, the little like. Yeah. There's yeah, no way to that, emulate those sound effects. That had a throwback in it, for sure. Diane Keaton's font choice, I thought was very... It was very particular. Verdana, 14-point, bold, italic, blue. I did mm -hmm. appreciate that it was bold. <laughs> bold, mm -hmm. italic, blue. It's... The, everything she types, she means. Yeah, it's... it. Yeah, with, with a lot of emphasis. But do you remember how important font selection was i do i mean i remember mine still oh what did you use i'm curious i was book antiqua 
Purple. And I was also italicized. Huh. Fun. At all times. How did yes. you how did you emphasize words like <laughs> you gotta unbold and italicize them and then there was yeah. But I didn't bold it. So I could oh, still okay. use bold. Bold. Got mm. it. Okay, book anti Dev, do you remember your her aim? I th- AOL think font? I think my font was gaslight. <laughs> what is that? I've never what is that built in? I think it was, because I remember that font very clearly. Uh, yeah, I think it was Gaslight. I don't know. I don't know if I had a color. (laughs) I have to look that up now. It's probably a Google font. For reference, I was very plain. I was Tahoma 12 point and usually green. I don't don't remember what what size my mine was, but I do remember purple book Antiqua. I think I had, I think my text was gray. Was this is those. great radio. We were all <laughs> pretentious fucks. Anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. What your font choice says about you? Mm, pick your font. We could write a book. <laughs> or, no, like one of those terrible, uh, like clickbait quizzes. Oh yeah, totally. Or just sure. a medium article, you know. So it's fine. <laughs> it's a think piece at this point. Oh, all good. right. <laughs> all right. Back, back on track, Whitney. <laughs> Questions. Here yes. we go. Here we go. In this movie, Jack Nicholson plays a notorious bachelor, and Diane Keaton is the divorcee. But in real life, which of the following statements is truth? Both Diane and Jack are happily married, neither of them have been married, or Jack is divorced, and Diane is a notorious bachelorette. So I know for sure Diane Keaton has not been married. I'm going to say, I have no idea. I'm going to say Jack Nicholson was divorced. The roles are reversed in real life. Yeah. Wow. Diane Keaton never married. However, Mm -hmm. romantically involved with Woody Allen, Warren Beatty, and Al Pacino. Mm Mm-hmm. So there you go. Some big personalities. Oh, for sure. And you're like, here are these. You're like, what's her type? I'm like, I don't, I'm not sure. Who actually. knows? <laughs> Men, I guess, but <laughs> that's Maybe? about as far. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so there you go. All right. You two are crushing it. I'm, mm. I'm the point fairy. All right. Here Just we go. <laughs> Ev, I think you're going to love this one. Yes. Jack Nicholson. Turn down a role in which of these films to star in this one? Death to Smoochie, <laughs> Bad Santa, or Intolerable Cruelty? What? Any one of those is wacky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really want it to be Bad Santa, so I'm going to go with that. Yes. Oh, that's. That's a good guess. He would have had the titular role. He would no have way. been Billy Bob Thornton's character. <laughs> oh my god. I cannot imagine what that movie would have been like. So the end of this movie when he has the beard, I'm like, damn. That yeah. yeah. He would have been a I mean, some of those lines in Bad Santa delivered by Jack Nicholson. I, don't get me wrong, Billy Bob Thornton crushed it. So. Mhm. But good it's role. always fun to imagine. Mhm. Okay. 
Oh my gosh, you guys are on a streak. Here we go, Whitney. Mm-hmm. With this film, Sony became the first studio ever to have this many number one box office openings in a single calendar year. Whoa. Was it six, 13, or nine? I have no idea. I'm gonna guess nine? Unbelievable guessing! Oh my god. (laughs) They actually also broke the record again, Sony, in 2006. I don't know if it has been broken since, but in 2006 they had something like 11 or 12. What? Yeah, for a while, Sony, I don't know what they're doing nowadays. Sony is on a roll. Yeah, Sony had quite the portfolio of films. All right. This one might be a softball, but... It depends Ooh. on how much you're paying attention. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> well, you got the 37, so That's another one true. of those. No multiple choice on this. So again. Well, if, if it oh, had to do with sick. sound, he might not know it just because he muted part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, how I don't know what her laugh Diane sounds like. Keaton cry? Uh, all right. No, here we go. The title of this movie is from a 1954 song written by this person who Keanu's character was named after. Whoa. Keanu's character was named after? Yeah, so what was Keanu's character's name? And you got the point. Uh, his name was, uh, oh my God. Uh, uh. <laughs> Julian. Uh, okay. I can get. I, I mean, do we got a last name? Oh, no. Here's what I'll do. If, if you'll abide this. If Whitney can give me the first and last name, then she gets the point. Is that, is that fair? Yeah, that, I guess that's a steal. Whitney? Julian Mercer? That's it. it. (laughs) I would never have gotten the first name. So thanks, Evan. Uh, I would never have ever gotten the first name, but I remember him being Dr. Mercer. Look at you. You put you two together. Yeah, there you go. Unstoppable. All right. Okay. Now we move into the very exciting bonus round. This is the softball. Okay. You said the last one was a softball. I mean, Julian Mercer, it's just his name, his character name. Watch the credits, Ev. You lied. (laughs) This is truly a softball, and it's the first answer, okay? I'm going to try to say this question as quickly as possible, all right? Oh, God. Oh, God. Name the other film we've recently seen John Favreau and Keanu in. The Replacements. Whitney stole it. The Replacements. (laughs) That's two points for Whitney. Damn it. She didn't need those. (laughs) I do. Okay. Here's, uh, all right. So the next one, you can both answer this one. It's worth two points. It's a multiple choice. So pick your answer, pick the same answer, pick different answers. I don't care, but you got to, you know, figure it out. Here we go. Okay. This famous composer who worked on numerous other Nancy Myers films was replaced by Hans Zimmer because of 
elusive creative differences. Was it Danny Elfman, James Horner, or Alan Silvestri? Oh, shit. Those are all great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with Horner. Okay. Ev's locked in for Horner. Um, so I don't know much about composers. I don't recognize two of the three names you even said, but I definitely feel like I would know if it was Danny Elfman because he's got such a signature style that I'm going to say C. I don't... Sil- Silver? Silver? What was his name? Uh, uh, that would be Alan Silvestri. Silvestri. Yes. Yeah. He did Forrest uh, Gump. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with him just because Evan said the other one that I don't know. All right. It turns out he also did this oh. film. Oh. Webby! Oh. Oh. <laughs> nice. Evan, you all right? I was thinking of Glory. Glory. <laughs> <laughs> Did you look up Alan Silvestri the moment? No, no, no. For, for Horner. Oh, Horner. Okay. Got it. It's a really good score. All right. This was a, uh, this was a beginning of the show, just curiosity uh, that is based on this movie. So let me ask the question. The Price is Right rules apply here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So highest without going over. Here we go. Okay. What is the average salary of a mid-level Christie's auctioneer? (laughs) (laughs) I would have figured they were commission. That's interesting. Right now or at the time of this movie? Um, It's probably going to have to be of right now. Yeah. I'm going to say 60K. Okay. That's a good number. Uh... Evan, let me... I don't want to tell you what to do. No, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I feel like you said mid-level for a reason, so I'm going to go lower and say uh, 48. The average salary of a mid-level Christie's auctioneer is $50,000. Evan! Evan! Yes. Okay. You got a bonus. Good Mm -hmm. Lord. Congratulate me, Whitney. Congratulations, Evan. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Oh, Lord. That was pop quiz. I I love giving out points. I love it. Especially when the opportunity like this. There's a a fair amount of trivia for this movie. The new points are as such. Good God. (laughs) Whitney, in a mad dash to get to triple digits, is now at 88 points. <laughs> Evan slides up to hell? 51. That's, that's a big ass jump. It is. Eight points in this round. Is this your best round ever? It might I think be. it might be. It might be. God. Uh, crushing it's it. It's not enough. Yeah. Evan <laughs> Evan moves up to 51. I stay at 52. So again, it's just gonna be Evan and I back and forth. At some point, one of us will lose when we run out of movies. <laughs> If there were more sports movies, you guys would have a better chance. But. <laughs> I think we've actually depleted the Keanu sports yeah, movie. Yeah. Uh, right. Now it's all weird samurai stuff in Constantine. So, 
Well, actually, <laughs> Samurai stuff and Constantine, you guys actually still probably have a shot because I know nothing about either of those. But Oh, yeah, I do a lot of sword stuff and uh, <laughs> ninja stuff. So, But I, I do have the leg up in the Nancy Myers arena, so. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So, and uh, knowing composers and their work or just going with the opposite of Evan's answer. Yeah, which the is opposite of Evan's also, answer. That's all I also did. Also a valid strategy, truly. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to try it. Yeah, just go with your other instinct. All right. So we're ready to dive into this thing? Let's do it. I'm using Wikipedia on this one because it's your kind of standard uh, like rom-com situation, I think. Mm -hmm. There's some cool Mm -hmm. deviations, but for the most part, it's pretty straightforward. So here we go. We have uh, (laughs) the movie opens (laughs) with a great song, like a great song. We see a lot of very attractive women walking around. Two crazy towns, butterfly. Right, mm. and you're and uh, right out of the gate, you're not sure what you're in for, but it gets markedly better, like right after the song stops. So there you go. We meet uh, Harry Sanborn. Okay, this is Jack Nicholson's character. He is a uh, very wealthy New York music Playboy. producer, business person. He's got a lot of money, or. Like Whitney said earlier, it's never actually clear that he has a lot of money, but he owns a lot of businesses, right? Um, he has a lot of money. They say when uh, when um, Diane Keaton's saying, "I googled you too, and here's what I learned about you." Oh, that's true. Yeah, he okay. like started a company at 29, sold it at 40, dabbled around with some other stuff, but then she says that he bought a record label and turned it to this turned it into the second largest hip hop yeah. label in the world. Drive so records, he has yeah. money. Yeah. So that's what that's what he's about. Um, he also has like a uh, I guess like a bad habit. I don't I don't know. It doesn't matter. You know, no judgment here. No judgments. Uh, he dates women under 30. That's his thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and we meet his latest in a string of relationships. This is Marin, played by Amanda Pete. All right. The two uh, are driving to her mother's Hampton Beach house, right? There was actually something hilarious that happened here. I don't know if either of you caught this. They're in the car. He gets that. He gets a phone call or whatever, and I, I don't know exactly what it was, but he looks at her, and she says, uh, it's just up here, make a right, and then it's like down a bit. And then it cuts to a shot of the car actually Turning making left. a left. <laughs> I thought they do. She's like, make a right second driveway on the left. Yeah. And I'm like. But they don't show what? the car turning right. They never yeah. make a right. You see the car only make a left into the driveway. Right. That drove uh, me nuts. I know. It was like such an easy fix. You don't even need Jack or Amanda Pete to fix that. You just need two stand-ins with similar. I, I digress. It's Flip fine. the film. Well, then they got to flip the license plate. It's a whole thing. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Regardless, it's, you know, one nitpick, but it was pretty funny. I did notice it immediately. Turn left. Turn right. And he goes left. These two are going to this beach house. They're expecting to have the whole place to themselves for this whole weekend. Uh, But surprise, Marin's mom, played by Diane Keaton. And uh, I believe it's her sister, right? Played uh, Zoe. This is Francis yes. McDormand. So it's 
Marin's uh, mom and her aunt. Uh, they come in, uh, they believe Jack Nicholson is an intruder. He's in his boxers and a shirt. They hold a knife to him. It's a very funny scene. Very endearing. Uh, there's some awkwardness, but uh, what happens is they all agree to just stay at this house together, which is very large and luxurious. It's the Hamptons, obviously. Uh, and they'll just stay separate this weekend. Cut to a scene. Uh, we have this dinner, uh, <laughs> which is... There's a lot of um, there's a lot of weird dynamics and tension happening here, specifically between Jack Nicholson and uh, Diane Keaton, who doesn't understand what Marin sees in this guy at all. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of calling him out on his bullshit here and there. It's it's a it's a great scene. Yeah. After this, the uh, <laughs> night really goes south. So we Marin and. Jack Nicholson's character, they go, they begin playing a Marvin Gaye song. You can imagine what is starting to transpire in the bedroom, but that is rudely interrupted because uh, Harry, Jack Nicholson's character, has a heart attack and mm-hmm. he is rushed mm-hmm. to the hospital. Uh, <laughs> there's a funny scene. Diane Keaton is performing CPR, and I think the line when she goes to perform it is <laughs> she says, This fucking guy, <laughs> and uh-huh. then does it. Uh-huh. <laughs> laughed out loud. I was like, that's amazing. (laughs) Really good. Uh At the hospital, this is where we meet our hero and savior of all humanity, Keanu Reeves. Uh, Julian Mercer is his name. Evan, Dr. Mercer. Uh The prescription here is a little weird, but this is the whole conceit of the movie. He says, look, you're not well enough to travel back to the city yet. So you got to, you know, you're not, if you don't want to stay at the hospital, you can't go back to New York. Why don't you stay nearby for a couple of days? I thought that was a little weird, but I was like, okay, here's where. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think any doctor would ever ever say that. If you're not well enough to go home, you're not well enough to leave the hospital. Right. Well, I, I don't know because he was going to have a live-in nurse. I don't think that was too far fetched. I I suppose, but but he could go to New York and have a live-in nurse. The Hamptons but is right. not, not that far away from New York. Not Doctor Mercer's nurse. No. <laughs> I guess, who is fired almost instantly. I digress. Yeah. I digress. Harry ends up staying with Erica, Diane Keaton's character. There are some very funny scenes here, personalities clashing. It's the fish out of water situation. It's it's really quite delightful. There's the scene uh, where, <laughs> where stumbling around in the dark, he wanders into her room. She is naked. Uh is very is very funny. I, I I enjoyed that scene quite a bit as well. The 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 fact that Harry is dating her daughter, okay, and that Julian is smitten with Erica, leave these two, Jack and Diane, Harry and Erica, struggling on how to like interact with each other. Like it seems like a like a romance is budding here, right? But Harry loves the daughter. And from the moment they were in the hospital, Keanu Reeves was smitten with Erica. It's great. Yeah. To remediate this situation, Marin says, look, here's what I'll do. I'll break up with Harry. Then you can, then you two can try to work this out. And great news. We, we haven't had sex yet. So there's no weirdness there. <laughs> 
Which, that was interesting that they wrote that in there. Yeah. Because at the end of the movie, I was like, ew, but they... And then I was like, oh, no, they didn't. Because they told us <laughs> that they didn't earlier in the movie. Right. They. I feel like if you didn't put that line in, that it would be super weird. But... Or maybe not. I don't... I, who cares? I... I Whitney, do you have anything? Do you, you want to chime in here? I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, well, like, put put me in the hot seat, huh? <laughs> I just like yeah. I Whitney, like you to, have something to say about I, this from female perspective? I mean, again, I don't know what the, I don't know what I'm talking. I mean, about, I don't. I don't. Is it a big deal? I don't know that it's a big deal if you want to date somebody. If they're single, date them, or if they're available, date them. I should say, not even single. Like I, right. I don't. I've never been in this position. Yeah. I can't picture any of the people that like my mom has dated being someone that I would also date. Um, but I also think that like, if it didn't work out or for whatever reason, it's not that weird if people are into it. It's just how much chemistry there is. Like lots of families have had weird stuff with like, you know, people coming into the family and then whatever. But like, I don't think it's that weird. I I think it's less weird if they have not had sex because then you don't ever have those questions of like what you did versus what your mom did (laughs) in bed. Uh, That Uh, would be hard for me personally to get over, but I also think that it's not that weird. I mean, hmm. I have never been in that situation and I do not foresee myself being in that situation, (laughs) but also... You know, you gotta do, you gotta do what the heart, the heart wants what the heart wants. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So Marin and Harry break up. It was great. She actually goes to break up with him and it turns out that there was a little reverse psychology. He breaks up with her. She didn't even realize that was happening. So what this leads to is uh, Harry and Erica spending more time together. And they really get to know each other. We get that scene where they're walking on the beach and they's like, I Googled you, I Googled you. That's great. Uh, they learn, you know, they, there are little things throughout the movie. She only picks up these like white stones, right? Which fits in with the Nancy Myers uh-huh. overall color palette that's going yeah. on here. She, she collects these white stones that wash up on the beach. You know, Harry gives her, he's like, here's a black one, right? To remember me by. Just little kind of tokens like that. Uh, you're like, ah, oh, I see what's going on here. Eventually, they uh, they consummate their relationship. It's it's pretty great. They uh, they do the nasty, and they both seem to really enjoy it. And they're both really good at it. Apparently, <laughs> good for yeah. them. Good for them. Way to way to go. <laughs> good on you both. Yeah. Uh, it is around this time that. Harry also gets his diagnosis like like a clean bill of health, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this means that he doesn't have to stay anymore. He he's not bound to this house anymore, and he leaves. Right? It's very sad. Mm-hmm. You know, Diane Keaton is broken up about this, and we get that amazing scene of her crying <laughs> over mm-hmm. and over and over. But what this does is it allows her to write. Because early on, they established that she's a playwright, but she's been in a slump recently. Yeah. But now, because of all of this, she is cranking out pages. <laughs> yeah. So my, my favorite part in the movie is when they're in the street and they're having their conversation on the street in New York. And Diane Keaton's like, I was fine before. I could have 
done that forever. But yeah. now, what am I going to do with all of this? And I just love that part because that, I feel like that's so relatable for everybody. Just at some point, you're like, yeah. but what? I'm left with all, everything here. And what do I do with yep. that? And yeah. that could be a work situation. That could be a romance situation. But everyone has felt that moment of like, that's fine for you or whatever. But like, now what for me? And I just love the line in the way that she sold it. And then immediately followed by the like six different shots of her crying in different locales. I thought it was great. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's very, very fun. It's, again, you never want to laugh at a character who's crying, except in this, like, one weird instance where it totally mm -hmm. works. Mm -hmm. I Part of me really would have liked to have seen this in theaters to experience that with the, like, the collective, because that seems like it, a moment that would have hit for everybody. And considering, again, this was, like, a number one box office hit, a crowded theater watching this all kind of sharing that moment. I think it mm -hmm. probably would have been pretty special. Yeah. So, Harry leaps. Diane Keaton is heartbroken. Alongside this news, Marin gets news that her father is going to get remarried to a woman that is only two years older than her. And for, and for some reason, this stirs deep kind of emotions in her. She's very distraught about this, right? Erica, on the other hand, she, she's, she's like, great, good for him. I'm happy he found somebody. But Marin, again, she's like, look, he's asked me to go meet this woman. And eventually you're going to have to meet her too. So why don't we just go into the city and meet them together? And it's like, all right, fine. So they go. They go to this family dinner. At this dinner, Erica sees Harry at a table at this very fancy restaurant with another woman. And they have this big knockdown, drag out argument. And Erica eventually hops in a cab. She's like, you know, in no small, no uncertain terms. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> right. And then yeah. Harry, uh, we see this, th he grabs his chest and we're like, oh, shit. And then he, with the next scene, we see he's in the ER, right? We find out that what he experienced just there was not another heart attack, but he like had a panic attack, like from all of this emotion kind of crashing down on him. The fact that he might not see Erica again, he like flipped out. Oh, pretty cool. Stress will kill you, the doctor says. The other thing we want to note here is that after she leaves Harry behind in this taxi and we see the whole hospital scene, she goes all in on this relationship with Julian. And we see that they are, you know, they're having a great time together. They are truly a good match. We see that Erica has really brought this play that she's writing to a place where it will be put on Broadway, apparently. So Harry hears about this. He goes to the theater where they're doing rehearsals, right? He's seeing what is happening up on stage and realizes very quickly that this is about the two of them. This is their story. He's a little <laughs> upset about this. And uh, he asks, the, it's like, well, the funniest thing is he asks, it's like, well, what happens to me in the end? <laughs> she says, you die. <laughs> For a laugh. And <laughs> I thought that was so good. His, his reaction to that 
Awesome. Again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. We see again, he has another panic attack because of, he leaves this theater and immediately almost fa- just falls over onto the ground again, has another panic attack. Doctor, the same doctor who we saw treat him the first time says like, look, you got to figure out something to like, take your mind off this, go Zen. Uh, what, you know, what do you want to do? And he, he does this kind of guided meditation thing. All signs point to him wanting to go to like an island and just mm-hmm. relax. So we see that actually, uh, it seems that, that that happens. He goes to this island. We get a interstitial here. Six months has gone by since he left, apparently. Erica's play is like a massive success. I thought it was really cool. I always love when they do this, where there's like a movie in a movie that is the mm-hmm. same story that we're watching and mm-hmm. how that plays out. Like the... Um, <laughs> You know, the classic kind of photos you would have if you go to see something on Broadway of like the actors on stage and the same positions we've seen them. I was like, ah, oh, this is my jam right here. I'm in mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. It's good. <laughs> we see Harry uh, visits Marin. Uh, and it's one of these situations where he's kind of uh, maybe looking for some closure. He says he apologizes, right? If, if, if I did anything to hurt you, I apologize. She responds, you've been nothing but nice. And then she shares that she's pregnant and she has a husband, which feels a little sudden, does it? Am I wrong? Six it's months? It's been six months. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's fine. You, you know, teach their own. That's good. But there, sure. there was a whole conversation with her and, and her mom, though, where her mom was heartbroken. And Amanda Pete was like, this is that's why I don't. true date anyone seriously this is why i don't get attached to people is because i don't want this to happen and she's like if you don't do it now when are you going to do it who are you going to let in so they do kind of set up her immediately falling for someone very hard because it's the first time she's ever let anyone in um that's true yeah that was a very that's like a very powerful scene as well where she's like if you're not going to do it now then when the hell will you do and Mm-hmm. Diane Keaton relating that back to her own life. Like for the first time in a very long time, I felt something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was great. Okay. So she's pregnant. Harry, you know, he's like, uh, what if I wanted to go tell your mom these same things that I'm sorry and apologize? <laughs> and Marin says she would probably enjoy that, but you'll have to wait till she gets back because she's currently in Paris celebrating her birthday. Let's rewind a moment and say that in an offhanded remark, when these two were in the throes of their tryst, they said, look, if we still know each other in a year, let's go to Paris together for our birthdays in January and February, respectively. Aw. Harry decides, here's my moment for a grand gesture. I'm going to Paris. (laughs) He shows up at... You know, at the right time, at the exact correct restaurant, which she said, but still. <laughs> and she is seated at a table that is pretty much like, you know, he had to like walk around one table, but he was like, oh, she's right there. It's like, oh, okay, okay. Harry explains that over the past six months, the reason he was completely out of touch is because he has been going to all of the women he's ever had relationships uh, relationships is a loose word here but relationships with and try to uh figure out 
what went wrong? What was the what was the problem with him? Honestly, uh, they all had basically the same story, and this really helped him learn a lot about of, about himself. Uh, with his trip ultimately ending with Erica, where he goes the farthest away, right? Julian, who we knew was going to show up at some point. Mm -hmm. Mercer. Julian Mercer. (laughs) His full name. Uh Appears out of nowhere and he's like, oh my God. Now, the two of you have to clarify this for me. Mm-hmm. Because I, I just want to make sure I read this right. Was was this the case that Julian pulls a gift out of his bag, and it is a very small box? Mm-hmm. Was he absolutely intending to propose this night? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I don't I don't like it because <laughs> like is that how many times have you seen a proposal where she opens the box on her own? Like, isn't it part of, like, the display? Like, you kind of say, like, will you marry me? And you open it and show it to her. I, that's well, I why don't know. I I've asked. never proposed to anyone on their birthday. But I also think that if it's in the guise of a birthday gift, maybe you don't. Hmm. Right. That's what I was. Because he, it is her birthday. That's why they're there. And he was like, I was out all day. She's impossible to shop for. And then pops down <laughs> a very small box. And I I assume, especially by the way that she was like, I don't want to open this in front of Jack Nicholson. That's yes. what everyone yeah. else thought, too. Regardless of what was in it. Yeah. That's what she thought. And that's what Jack Nicholson thought. And her not wanting to open it right then and there because that's what she thought it was. It doesn't really matter if he was trying to propose. The message is loud and clear. Even if it was like pearl earrings or something like that. The message of, I don't want to open an engagement ring in front of Jack Nicholson, very clearly tells Keanu that that she still has feelings for Jack Nicholson. Right. We get this... You know, this birthday gift comes out, whatever. Jack Nicholson, Harry stands up. He's like, you know what? I've crashed your party. You know, I'm going to, you know, I'll just see myself out. They both act, um, Julian and Erica both insist that he stay, hang out. It's crazy that he happens to be in Paris at this exact time. (laughs) Right. All right. They have this dinner. There are some awkward moments exchanged here of like, you know, I love that about her. Oh, me too. That those, those sorts of things. So they 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 all end up getting up. They walk out of the restaurant after uh, Harry covers the bill, you know, which is a very nice gesture. Uh, Harry says, uh, you two have fun. I'm going to go for a walk. You can take this cab. He, go- he, he walks over. It's a very beautiful shot. He's over the river, I guess the Seine, probably, Paris, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it starts snowing. You're like, oh. Here it comes. Here it comes. We hear a car pull up. <laughs> Door opens. He turns around. It's Erica. Mm-hmm. She explains very, very calmly, very coolly that Julian had, a, had enough self-awareness of the situation to know what was going on. And he decided to just be the better man and step aside. Which I was like, that was where I, there was an audible groan from me. I was like, Ugh. but that's how these movies go. 
It's fine. Harry explains that his, the, the whole reason he did what he did over the past six months was really just, it, it made him realize it's like, I love you. And I don't think throughout the whole movie, we've heard him say those exact words. We no, heard like, I love ya. There's a specific point that he's like, yeah. you're a woman that someone could love. Uh, yeah. Love you're your unlike kid. anyone. Yeah. It's great. Mm, that kind of All stuff. All of he this never dancing says, around. I love you. Right. And this at this moment, he finally does. Cut to a year later. We're at a restaurant, probably in New York, I imagine. Erica and Harry are there. They are out to dinner with Marin and her husband, her new husband, and a baby daughter who was born. And there's a lot of love, lovey-dovey stuff happening. Jack Nicholson is holding the baby and putting the hand in his mouth and all these great things. Everyone looks happy and amazing and great. The end. Mm -hmm. That is it. Roll credits. What is Julian Mercer doing? Is what I want to know. <laughs> He's a 36-year-old doctor in the Hamptons. I'm sure he'll be fine. <laughs> he should have hooked up with Zoe. That is what I want to see. I want that movie. Francis McDormand, Keanu Reeves. Yes. I don't I don't like that. Okay. Why? I think I think that there I like Keanu's energy with the more like restrained Diane Keaton. I think that Frances McDormand's energy was very aggressive in all of this in the mm. few seconds that she was on screen and I just feel like his charisma wouldn't play as well against her. That's true. She had a she had a like a very great, strong vibe about her that didn't, yeah, there was too much, maybe too much of a clash there in yeah. personality. I get it. All right. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll get the sequel, which explores Julian Mercer. I hope. <laughs> but that's it. I really, really like this movie. And if you stayed till the end, uh, during the credits, there is a song that is being sung, Whitney, I know Nicholson. you tuned out, by Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he's f fine. He could carry a tune, I guess. Maybe about <laughs> as good as Keanu can. <laughs> like, nothing <laughs> to write home about. But you can clearly tell it's like, oh, that's Jack Nicholson singing. So, mm -hmm. there you have it. It's sweet. Yes. So, given all of that, something's gotta give. Are we uh, are we recommending this film to people? Mm. I am. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure is like the uh, the lowest kind of recommendation you can give a thing, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Sure, I recommend it. Sure. <laughs> All right, and now comes the uh drum roll here where does this fit into your current keanu movie ranking you'll notice that i've restyled this uh, i did notice much i was more like am i having a stroke this is <laughs> so different i made oh, it more beautiful so that we can clearly see where our uh rankings fit mm -hmm. yeah i mm. put it 
Uh, it just barely squeaks into my top ten. At uh, It's at number nine between Point Break and The Gift. Fun. Okay. Okay. Evan? Uh, I think I'm actually going to put it the same spot as Whitney. Nice. Look at you. But instead, it's between Much Ado and The Gift. Fun. Uh, I'm I'm right on board with y'all. Mine's going at the number 11 spot after The Matrix Reloaded and before Dracula, which again is way too high on the list, but that <laughs> we we are definitely in need of a reckoning. <laughs> oh, it's coming. Mm-hmm. So, uh that's where that will go for me. So, that is logged as such. I like it. We all we all really had a good time with this movie. It seems a great time, Mm -hmm. a great time, except for the slow part and the crying, (laughs) which was the best part. But nope, 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 (laughs) nope, nope, nope. Okay, let's talk about next week. This is going to be. I I have flashbacks of this movie. We are talking about a film called Ellie Parker. Yes. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that neither of you, unless you've already watched it in anticipation for, to, for our recording, neither of you have seen this. Correct. I think. No. I think I have not. For me to get this movie, I had to go to like the shady Amazon marketplace Whoa. to get like a DVD copy of it. And then I, you know, did my magic and it's on a thing that we can all have access to now. Anyway. <laughs> I feel like I watched this movie back when I worked in a video store and oof, I don't know how I don't know how it'll hold up but we'll see. Uh-oh. Given all that, are we uh looking forward to this one? <laughs> I am. Mm, all right. Sure. Yeah. It's a complete unknown quantity for both yeah. of you. I I yeah. yeah. But very early in the Naomi Watts career. This actually got released, I remember reading about this, got released after The Ring as one of those, you know, those situations where, like, we couldn't release The Cabin in the Woods with Chris Hemsworth until he was Thor, and then we could sell it based on his name. Same deal here with Naomi Watts. So, there you go. Hmm. Uh, all right. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Hope you'll join us for Ellie Parker. Then we only have a, a few more episodes left, and then, then a reckoning, which will be great gonna be good so until then whitney what are you doing on the internet this week um i don't even know anymore honestly (laughs) so much so much (laughs) um and it's the holidays and there's like a lot of work before i go on vacation for the holidays so like it's been all over the place so i really don't know what i've been up to just follow me on Twitter at Whitney underscore Nelson, N-E-L-S-E-N, and I will retweet all my podcast happenings there. Perfect. That's a great follow. <laughs> I really, really, s- good. really don't say too much on Twitter. but uh, It's still great. Thanks. All right. Well, speaking of people who don't say too much on Twitter, <laughs> great segue, mm. Whitney. Evan, what are you doing on the internet this week? Well, I have a Twitter at Evan Acri. Uh-huh. Uh, it's terrible. Okay. So go follow Whitney's instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least I talk about charcuterie. 
That's yeah, one of my recent at, tweets. At nice. least. Okay. I, I don't even know what my recent tweet was. Um, we could look it up on the show. Like, probably something I like upvoted on Product Hunt or something. <laughs> <terrible>. <laughs> Classic out. <laughs> uh, something automated. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Evan Acre. Uh, yeah, that, that's fine. That's enough. <laughs> Instagram, it is. I uh, I pulled up yeah. your Twitter here. <laughs> oh damn it! You uh, you retweet on ten twenty two, so very very recent. You uh, retweeted new scientist the CRISPR genome editing technique that's revolution bi- revolutionizing biology just got a major upgrade. So that's where you were. It's at. important to know. Okay, mm-hmm. perfect. Hey. No judgments. But is it as good as this gem, which is my Christmas list by Simple Plan was just playing in the bank and every teller sang along and two different customers shazammed it. (laughs) No, that's that's gold. Five days ago. That happened. That's a real slice of life is what that is. Everyone was like very into my Christmas list by Simple Plan. And I was like, I didn't even know this song was still a thing. But it is. Current, topical, given the holiday season, A plus, A plus. You can find me uh, across the internet, uh, Twitter, Instagram are the best at Dark Driving. Also at Cool Breeze Pod. That's mostly me. I think it's all me. Um, but yeah, on behalf of the show, obviously, we have fun. We have fun. Uh, and then you can also visit uh, YouTube.com/slash The Primary Storyline. See some video editing stuff if you're into that. So please do give that a look if you want to expand your skill set. Something for the new year. New year, new you. That's that's a thing, right? People still do that? No? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. Don't let your life be dictated by the revolutions around a star arbitrarily. That's all I'm saying. What? Start right now. Yeah. Do the oh. thing. You're referencing the sun. We made uh, numbers up, so like it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, none of this stuff matters. Time? What are you doing? Just do what it. Those, Start what working are those out. Mayans, no, the Mayans didn't even have the internet. You know, and come on, they're gonna build calendars. Get out of here. <laughs> and on that very bizarre Ooh, note, nice. Thank you all for joining us. And in the words of Bill S. Preston and Ted Theodore Logan, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. That was great. I'm stopping recording. Oh, my goodness. Oh, me too. Beep. <laughs> That's not how that works. That's yeah. not how the force works. Just what my computer does. Oh, it's Thursday. Can't wait. Produced by Kathleen Kennedy. So that's all a- I'm going to say. Andrew, are you going Thursday? I am. Good. I'm going to go see a Star Wars. Because otherwise I would ruin it for you. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> that's exactly why people like you. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. What time is your show? I don't know. Uh, it's eight o'clock, something like Uh-oh. that. Oh, finds it six. I'm, I'm going in the airplane mode at like three in the <laughs> afternoon. So no one's gonna, no one's spoiling shit for me.
I'll find a way. <laughs> Carrier pigeon. <laughs> Guys, look, this little bird brought me an ah oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>